The sound of that tractor means it's time for us to get to work. Welcome to the Give Us a Dirt podcast. My name is Brandon Lindsay. This is Bam Bam, and we are your host. We are extremely pumped to have today's guest in the studio with us. This is someone that I consider a, a dear friend and colleague, admire tremendously. Uh, having worked on high-impact projects around the Charlotte area, including South Park Mall, Bojangles Coliseum, and even the Charlotte Airport, our guest today is no stranger to the construction industry. He is a third-generation commercial roofing company owner, and roofing just runs in his blood. When he can find the time to take a break from leading his team, he enjoys traveling or being on the lake with his wife and two children and rooting for the Detroit Lions and Michigan State Spartans. All right. Welcome, Dan Davis, president of Davco Roofing. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's, that's quite the intro there. Did we get it right? You nailed it. <laughs> no, no pre-interview we, either. We've got a strong research team. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, uh, they do a good job. Well, Dan, thank you for being in the studio with us today. It's, it's. Uh, I've been excited about having you in here. I feel like I know a lot of your story, but I'm excited to find out the pieces that I haven't heard. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we go way back, Brandon. So I'm, I've been excited to be on the show. So how long have, uh, tell us about, tell us about Davco and how long you've been over at Davco. Okay. So 15 years actually. Uh, so what a milestone year, if you will. Um, been at Davco since 2008, we were purchased the company, small company and myself and a few guys from Michigan relocated, um, and focused on commercial, uh, only no residential. So if. You asked me to fix your roof at home. I'm going to unfortunately have to pass on that. But we were industrial, commercial, educational, institutional, um, basically the whole time and just started doing public work until we got our feet wet and took off from there. So you, you're born in Michigan. Yes. You're third generation. Was it on your birth certificate, roofer? Did they, did they, so... That's funny. Um, up in Michigan, they do a lot of hot asphalt asphalt work, and one the joke is be I was born in a mop bucket because <laughs> I was on the roof at a young age, and uh, my uncle roof was a roofer. My father, obviously, my grandpa. Um, all the holidays, we talked about roofing. Uh, through high school, I worked on the roof. My friends worked on the roof. It was just, and through college, um, I felt like I was a veteran by the time I graduated college so was um, there any doubt you were going to be in the roofing business well as you were growing up I actually tried to run from it um initially I graduated college and had an opportunity to move to Florida to work on my well my degree is construction management so I moved to Florida and worked for a general contractor building schools and you know wanted to wanted to be on my own and then um a few years after that my father said uh gonna hang it up pretty soon we had planned so I just got engaged and so they he asked me to come back came back to Michigan and then just felt like I wanted to branch out and so fully supportive um so we ended up purchasing Davco uh, and uh, which was a company here in Charlotte that's right and this is 2008 so why Charlotte well you know, if if you remember 2008, we were in the economy as a whole was dead. Well, Charlotte had a bit of a pulse, and it was 
it was just a good fit. It was location was ideal. Um, the company size that we were looking for was ideal and, um, timing just felt right. And so we just made the move and actually the Davco was, it was Davco contracting originally. The previous owner's name was Russell Delso Davis, same last name. So we purchased the company and just changed the last word from contracting to roofing, which made us a new company and, uh, went from there. Dan, we're going to get into, I know you're an incredible leader because I know you well, and you've got incredible vision, but I want to back up to your dad there because you said a couple things. I mean, he, here's a guy that's, he's already looking out into the future, saying we've got to have a plan in place. Right. And he's saying, all right, I got to, I got to pull Dan back into this thing. We got to start working towards this. And then in the middle of a recession, he's saying, we're going to go buy this business out in Charlotte. I mean, that's. That's some serious vision. Yeah, it, you know, good point, Brandon. And they wanted the expansion had always been had always been on his mind. And um, whether it was Florida or here, you know, moving south was part of the plan. And but it never it would never was to that extent, right? I was gonna be in Michigan, and um, when I got back, I I felt like I was put in a position that I was responsible or in charge of, I guess, for lack of a better word, of people that I looked up to my whole life that knew more about roofing, that forgot about more about roofing than I than I known at that time. Or So I, I, I felt really uncomfortable with the spot I was in. That was a big part of it. So, um, you know, I tried to fake it till I made it and I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't shake it. So finally just said, it's not going to work out. So, um, yeah, my dad, um, his credit said, go you know it set me free wow so you take off to the east coast you you've got to build this so you come into a, an organization and how were they how was davco at the time were they in good shape was it a mess a uh, very uh very family oriented small company uh i think 12 employees probably um you know owned and operated by one person who uh his sister was the office manager and um you know, they just had a way of doing things and I, I didn't, I didn't know any better. And we just tried to figure it out as we went. And I, you know, I was talking about this, um, yesterday, uh, in a leadership, excuse me, leadership session I was in. And actually I said, you know, up until, uh, last couple of years, I've just, I've learned by getting up and wiping off my dusting my knees off and saying, okay, don't do that again. Right. And so, um, I really took that to heart, you know, as I grew into my leadership role that thinking how important it is to be a mentor for other people and give them someone to lean on if they're unsure about something. So um, I learned a lot of things the hard way. And obviously my dad was real inspirational and what he taught me growing up. And they were there as a resource in Michigan. But, you know, when you're in Michigan and when we're here, there's a lot you just got to figure out. So you've evolved into that over the last 15 years, and, and and I love the fact that you admit, hey, I've learned by my failures. I get up, I dust myself off. But you didn't have that 15 years ago. I mean, here you are. You're walking into a family-owned business. You're the new guy. You're the new owner. Yep. What does that first day sound like? And when you get everybody in the room and you say, okay, it's things are changing, 
What is the message that you hope they walk out of there with? Uh, excitement. Because I didn't have anything else. I had no experience. I had no industry knowledge. Um, I just wanted to show them that I was all in. And there is no plan B. I moved there. had just gotten married. Baby on the way, basically, after a few months of being here. Um, and it was sink or swim. And that's... And that was really like, you know, we, it just was that we wore that like a badge of honor. Like this is, this is, we're going to do this thing. And, and with the recession going on, it just, there, it was, it was tough because there wasn't a lot of excitement anywhere. <laughs> it was just, it was the opposite of that. So, um, we had to, we, we didn't do well the first couple of years either. We were, we didn't, we did not profit by any means but we learned a lot and you know you see really what people are capable of when you when you put them to the test and when you don't succeed and you still come back the next day and they're ready for more so I love that answer Dan I'm so glad you said that and that is so you like I got nothing to offer y'all except excitement right now and it's amazing that that one thing can get people rallying behind you. Like people yeah. can, if they say, look, I don't, this is guy, I don't know this guy. I don't know what he's going to do for us. I don't know if he's going to help us or hurt us, Yeah, but he sure seems excited about it. Yeah. So I don't, <laughs> I don't like forward. He didn't have a lot going on. He, you know, baby on the way, just got married, getting into a new company. You, you had a lot coming in on you. Right. I, but I love that. Yeah. Walk in there. You can get behind somebody with energy. Yeah. Somebody that looks excited, whether they know what they're doing or not. You're like, okay. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't from, from around there. And it, that's that was a different, that was an adjustment too. And so respecting the way that they do things was a, was a tight balance as well, you know. And, and I didn't know what I didn't know. And so, you know, I'm, I'm sure I offended some people by trying to, implement things that we, we, the way I learned it up North versus how they do things here. And, and so, um, but that never even occurred to me, right? I just kept going and looking back when I reflect, I think about that. Yeah. I probably should have approached that differently or had a little bit more, um, you know, humility in those situations, but I just wanted to meet as many people as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. And then I just knew that a strength of mine is 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 meeting people, people. And, and so I said I, I I'm gonna meet as many people as I can, and then just if if I know everybody, then I'll know about their roof. I'll know something. I'll know I'll know what they have going on, and then that um, that ended up being something that I that was a I was proud to have that thought that that goal right. You set different goals and. Me having the goal of meeting as many people as I possibly could uh, it was... That was the whole agenda. Yeah. That was the whole plan. Yep. It, uh, I'm going to tell myself a little bit here, bam, bam. So when Brian... It, may, it reminds me of my story of joining Hoopa. I'd spent 20 years at Martin Marietta. I didn't... Brian and I talked, and he said, won't you come join the team? And I said, Brian, I don't know anything about grading. And he said, that's okay. You know, I need you to help me with people. 
and I got over here and I started working and I did a lot of what you did. I didn't, I didn't have anything to talk to them about grading. I, I didn't know, I couldn't help them do their job any right. better. So I just spent time going from office to office and I never will forget people kept saying, what does he do? <laughs> they still say, what does he do? Is that still up in the They're air? They're still with? asking. <laughs> They're like, I don't know what he does, but we're happier. Right. You know, we're, we having fun. He seems excited about whatever he's doing. And I think just that quality in itself is very powerful. Right. Uh, the positive nature that you go about leading, um, it's, it goes to what we're, we're going to talk about today, which is the power of influence. Right. And you've got that gift. And, and, uh, and so do you, Brandon. That's, wow. well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hijack your thought here, but I want to say that I met you because of your, your power to influence. And, and that's what Brian saw in you, obviously. And that's what makes him a good leader. He recognizes your strength and capitalized on it. And that's, I mean, yeah, I'm... I'll never forget the day I met you, right? It was just, you were just passionate about something and you told your story and it was clear and it was from the heart and it was just, there's a lot of power in that, so. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, it's, you know, that, I think we all have the power of influence. Um, it's how we use it. Right. right you're going to influence somebody to do something. It's either you're going to influence them to do good or you're going to influence them to do wrong or bad. Um, how have you seen, you know, this whole series is about uh, talking to uh, incredible leaders, people that have been successful in leadership roles, but talking about how the failures or when they saw leadership done the wrong way okay. has helped them become who they are today. Where have you seen someone screw this up and maybe use their influence in a way that wasn't productive or it hurt the company or the team members? Um that's a that's a good question, uh, and I, I I'm guilty of it, right? I, I I learned what not to do by doing what I wasn't supposed to do, and I already mentioned that. But um, you know, what I found out to be um, one thing that was I was impactful to me was understanding that asking questions before giving direction or, or or giving a if you giving a goal out to the team asking people's input in what makes them tick and why this goal would be important to them is so critical in in actually going to achieve that goal because my perspective of this goal and how it's to how it should be achieved could be way different than yours and it doesn't mean we both don't want that goal to be achieved, but you may want to go about it differently than I want to go about it, and there's, and that's okay. But um, empowering people to voice their opinion and to give their input, um, it shows that you trust them. It shows that you believe in them. It shows that you um, you respect their opinion and that you need them to achieve the goal. And um, so I don't think it did enough of that. Do you, do you think that also makes them feel like they belong on the team whenever you're included? At bam, bam, a hundred percent. Yes, yes. But you know what else it takes too is it takes humility from you to be able to say I need the input. You know, the, one of the issues, and I don't know if you struggle with this, but when you when you're able to influence people, a lot of times I can come up with an idea, and in my mind, it's the exact thing that we need to do. 
and I can talk you into doing it. Right. If you give me enough time, I can get you excited yeah. about my idea. Yep. I can get you to buy into my idea. Yep. But what I haven't done is open up the forum and say, y'all feed into this. Yeah. Uh, be a part of this. And so I think the humility, knowing that you've got that power of influence, but being humble enough to say, make it better. Right. Help me make this better. Yeah. Um, and as a leader, you can you can feel like a little bit of pressure, like, OK, I have to be. I got to be the smartest guy in the room. I got I have to have all the answers and I have to I have to be able to show the team that I'm the right guy for the job. And that to me is a is not the right way to approach it. Um if you walk in and just I don't know if this is the right thing to do, but I have an idea. Or I know that I know one thing, if we hit this goal, that's going to move the needle. But I'm not sure how to get there. That I think it just takes some of it just opens up the room instantly to people feeling like I'm inviting their input and and I I don't have to be the smartest guy. I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I'm working with people that, you know, know more about something that we're talking about than I'll ever know. And if I'm not encouraging them to give me their input, then I'm doing everybody a disservice. So that's good. I know. It make me feel good if my boss came to me and yep. said, "Hey, how do we how do we do this? Here's what we're trying to get to. Let's let's build it together." Here's the address. Show me how we're gonna get there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, Dan, asking for asking for input from the team is one of the ways that you influence and you rally a team behind a, a common goal. What what other ways do you uh, do this? Not making no. So this is almost piggybacking off of that, but it's not making it about me. Um, and recognizing that everybody's at a different spot in their growth or their progression or in their career. Um, and, and that's okay too. We need, we need the veteran. We need the rookie. We need the, the guy that's learned and knows enough to be dangerous, but they're all there. Because they, we need them. And I don't know about you, but if I'm on a team and I don't think I'm needed, then I'm not going to – I'm going to be – my mind – I may be there physically, but my mind's going to be somewhere else. Yeah, you're not going to hang out long. No. That. No. Do you think that has a lot to do with employee retention as well? Um, yes. Y yes, I do. Very much so. Um, yeah, I, there's in, – in, your industry is, I'm sure, same as ours. Construction in general, um, hiring, finding, hiring, retaining good people is the challenge, right? And you, I, I do believe now that people have options, um, the importance of training, empowering, um, team building, uh, social activities within the team, culture. Is, is more important now than it has ever been because of the pool and the options that people have. Right. It's not just about making a dollar more somewhere. Um, feeling like you can have purpose in your job, that where you go, the people that you're, that are mentoring you, that you're learning from, that you're working with, they value you for not just the work you're doing, but how you're doing it 
and to know that what work you're doing, it's important, right? If you're just punching the clock and then, you know, you're going to not feel good and then you're going to complain to your coworkers. And if it's someone that you're in a ditch with all day, that's going to affect you, right? Just like the positive stuff does it. And it just, it'll bring you down. So that purpose piece of it is, is powerful. That's exponential effort. What you what someone figures out their purpose in this plan, like you've got them. How do you help? That's that's a tough thing. How do you help a team member find purpose? I mean, you can help them find a role. You can help them find their lane. You can help them find their gifts. But how do you help somebody find purpose? Or is that something they got to come to on their own? Um, that's a good question. Um, you know, I I think giving them opportunities to show. So give them opportunities to do different things that speaks to their um, their strengths, right? Um, you can put someone in a role that, even if it's a role they apply for, they don't really know it's if they're new to the industry and they're say, I'm just looking for a job. Or what do you like to do? Well, I, I'm a hard worker and you know the things that are important to, to your character for working in this industry, but not necessarily specific to the to the trade, right? It's like you have good work ethic, you're you're um, responsible, you're trustworthy, perfect. Now, wh- what it excites you about this? Maybe it's like, well, I'm not really, I'm kind of afraid of heights. Why are you climbing a ladder every day? <laughs> right? Right. Well, I needed a job. That's okay. You can be a forklift, forklift. you can be an operator for us. You can run equipment. You can deliver. You can deliver material. You, we need. We need different things, but just asking that question, um, excuse me, um, is it could could be mean change their entire path, right? And it also shows that I care. I'm not just you know. Well, you can't do it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, that's so cool, Dan. Because you're right. It's a, you, you can't give someone their purpose. They've got to come to that. But what you do is you ask, yep. you engage, you created a relationship, and you get them talking about that and find out what's important to you. What yep. makes you get up in the morning? Yep. What keeps you? What keeps you up at night? What stresses you out? And having those conversations, you can help someone find. It. Yeah. And it sounds so simple, but it really doesn't. It does not happen enough. It doesn't. No, it, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it becomes yeah. about the job. Yeah it, yeah, it does. And 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 I, I feel like. So often that 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 people come on to work crews and it's just like, hey, here's Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Come go with me. I'm gonna show you what we're gonna be doing today. Not, you know, we we don't have that conversation enough. I don't yep. feel like. We don't, Why is that? Why do we not do it? Is I feel it, like I think it's time. Uh, I think taking time. I think it's just taking time and a little bit of arrogance. Good point. Yeah, time and ego. Time and ego. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, uh, hey, Brandon, appreciate you being here today. Thank you for showing up on time. What do you like to do? What is, what is your strong suit? And, and what you said, I think, basically speaks volumes. That's the whole base work to building that better, stronger relationship and possibly retaining somebody. Yes. Just getting their input. Hey, um, yeah, I'd rather do this. Okay, well, let's. Let's give it a shot. You know, it, it, it's now we're going to do this and here you go. Uh, and I feel like that's probably one of the, the 
bad qualities. Easy to do though. Right. That's that's hard to do whenever you got you got deadlines looming, you got your know, money's being spent and you hammer down. But if you take that second like you're talking about and you just involve that person, that employee, right, that family member, that work family member now, then then you've laid the groundwork. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Dan, so your story is, um, I mean, it's intriguing, all of it, but there are times during your story where you're having to do this at pretty challenging times in construction, right? You come in in 2008 in the middle of a recession. You just led a team through COVID with all the challenges that I'm sure you experienced through that. Oh, yeah. What's the difference in how you influence your team and how you rally them behind a goal during challenging times versus good times? Um, good question. And, you know, that's when it's most important, right? When the pressure's on, the heat just got turned up a little bit and everyone's, you know, they're on social media seeing people maybe losing their jobs in same industry, different, you know, different companies, same, same, um, environment. So that, that reinforcement is that's when it's most important is that we're okay. But, you know, you may need to work maybe just a little bit longer on a couple of days this week, or maybe you need to come in on a Saturday. But if you do, you'll know why. And you'll know that I'm only asking you to do this because it's, it, I think it's valuable for the company right now. And it's what we have to do to separate ourselves. Just that that prep work, that that little bit of communication that you give them, um, instead of just, hey, come in Saturday. I need you to come in. Sa- I need you to come in Saturday. I mean, who wants to hear that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. well, it's overtime, so I can. And 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 the thought is, and that happens because the thought of the person giving that directive is, well, he's going to get paid overtime, so I'll just tell him to come in Saturday, and he'll. That's what he'll do because he gets time and a half, er, and. You know, meanwhile, that guy, that person has not seen his two children or his wife all week. Saturday's his only time to coach his, you know, his or her child's soccer game. And I completely disregarded that being on the table at all. And and actually, I'll say this too. One thing that made me, I thought of while I was talking is that my dad used to say when he was running a crew on the roof, He's like, I, no matter what, when I, I got on the roof first and I would say good morning to every person that climbed the ladder because I'm getting ready to get in, their, get in their business all day. I, you know, they're people. I owe them, I'm making sure that I'm going to greet them the right way as a person and, and, you know, look them in the eye and say good morning. You know, let's have a good day. That, that was very important to him. It's right there. You set the tone. Yeah. Everybody's tone. attitude for that. Yep. You know, Dan, those challenging times, I think about what you said there. One of the takeaways I got from that is you're transparent. Like, this is it's a tough time. Like, we're going to have to put in a little bit more effort than maybe we had to in the past right. to get through this. But you do it with positivity and you did it with confidence. And I think that's how you influence people during those challenging times. It's, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be upbeat. I'm going to be confident that we're going to get through this thing. Because I want you to, I want you to feel the same. Great point. But you, but here's the flip side of that. Here's the burden of, of leadership: is 
you may not always be feeling that all the time. Yep. I mean, I've seen you to where you're thinking about, hey, this guy's having to miss his kids' game. You got kids. Yeah. You're having to miss games. Yep. Um, you're you're trying to make sure that this guy's not feeling the pressure and the weight of the times that we're working in. I've seen you when you were going to blow a gasket, you know, and just bottling it up because you carry that for so many people. You know, not everybody sees that. Right. But that's our role as leaders. Yes. Don't you think? Yep. You know, that's a good point you made. Some people say, oh, don't, you know, don't let them show your weakness or don't let them see, don't let them see, you know, your scars. But because it's, it's a delicate balance. You, because you need to be humble. You need to show, yeah, I'm vulnerability. 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 Exactly. And it, it's empowering for, you know, and, they it they need to see that to know that you know everyone's the same and and there's a lot of power in being vulnerable and so having showing them that there's a difference between being vulnerable and then coming out like you know giving off the the uh <laughs> the vibe or the energy that okay we're in trouble guys like you don't want to oh, yeah. that's not the message so but so there's a there's a balance there right well you spot yeah there's a balance for sure that's good stuff. Dave, where have you um have you had experience in you know, coming up with your dad and your grandfather? You you can't, you know, you can't talk about bad leadership examples with them, right? <laughs> so have you seen someone where um someone didn't use their influence in a way or maybe they used their influence in a way that was demoralizing to the team or it it didn't rally them behind the goal? Have you seen that going bad? Um, yes, I have. What does that look like? It looks like, it looks like somebody who was put into a position that, um, didn't support their strengths. So they try to overcome that by, by influence and by, um, by masking that, you know, inability um, so if you're ever not genuine about who you are and what you know and what you, and what you're trying to accomplish, there's no way to match that forever. Like you just, it's just, it's going to come out and it's going to show. And so you're not being honest with yourself and you're not being honest with, with your team. So I've seen it to where it's been, um, it's felt like a dictatorship because it was, this is the agenda. This is the goal. Here's the itinerary for the meeting. Here's what we're going to talk about. And we stick to the script and, and we go through and we're going to get the goal and we're going to achieve it because this is how you do it. And then sets the tone. They use their position as the influence. Yes. Right. So, so that's where I'm the boss. Yeah, I think that's where you get, uh, you know, a lot of people respect the position, but they don't respect the person that's in that position. Right, right. Um, yeah, if somebody gets, you know, up here, it's easy to respect that chair, but what about the person that's sitting in it? How do you build that? You know, how do you, how do you build that trust? And 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 I feel like you know all those have been covered today on that. You know, just involve them, talk yeah. to them. Well, and you know, but here's the thing, that's influential too. 
use your position. You're going to influence them to do something, but you're yeah. going to influence them to give you the bare minimum. Right. Yep. You're going to influence them to have a bad attitude. Exactly. That's right. And, and the dictatorship. I've seen that, and I've seen it work, and I've seen it tear teams, departments apart um, and, and just pit terrible competition between, you know, teams that are in one area. And it just does not work. Right. So it just doesn't work. The dictatorship part, uh, you cannot rule by intimidation. No. Um, because, you know, they're, they're going to do what you say. But yeah. what kind of impact are you leaving? And are you leaving them better for the next person that's coming in? That's right. That's a great point, man, man. And it's also crippling to the team because if it's – if that's the relationship that you have with somebody as I'm the dictator and this is how it's going to be, then you're not empowering them to think for themselves because they know that you're going to, chances are you're going to be micromanaging them if that's how you operate as a dictator, right? You're going to, you want to be involved in the decisions. You want to, you want to influence the decisions. And so people are going to then default to you for decisions and they won't think for themselves. They won't have to because you've built the culture that, you've enabled them to now lean on you because that's what you want. And, you know, you, you want to give them enough, you know, enough autonomy to make decisions for the company because it, it allows, it, it just, it just having that effect on you, your, your, your mind is clogged now. You can't think freely and you can't think confidently, but it's okay because he wants to make the decision anyway, or the boss does. Right. So, and that's not sustainable. It's not for the, it's not for the, the, the dictate, the leader, and it's not for the team member because they're, they have a ceiling over their head and nobody wants that. And there's poison. Yes, it is. So Dan, this is, I mean, this is great stuff. I'm, so I'm a, I'm a guy at Davco Roofing and you're, you're getting ready to promote me into a leadership role and, and you're getting ready to tell me the things to avoid and tell him, don't do these things. If if you want to have any chance at Davco Roofing, avoid these things at all costs. Like, you're telling me, if I want to be a bad leader, don't ask for their input. Yep. Just go ahead and, go ahead and do it. Don't ask for any input. Just con consider your ideas only. If I want to screw it up, make it about me. Yeah. Go out there and, and deal with those people, but just make all your decisions on how it impacts you. Don't consider them in those decisions. Yes. Don't talk to them. Don't ask them what they like, what makes them happy. Don't don't ask them their opinions. Don't help them find purpose. Just tell them to do their job. Yes. Um. Don't be vulnerable. Be strong out there. Yeah, be strong. Don't, don't show, show weakness. weakness. Yeah. 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 Say that. And and whatever you do, let let them know that you're the boss. All right. That's, that's go, the, if I'd say go rule the roost, that, that, that's, that's, what, roost. That's, that's what not to do. <laughs> that is the secret to really becoming a loser in the game of leadership. Absolutely. Yes. You know, when I hear that, I'm reminded of a of an old tale that, that I used to hear a pretty good bit. And it's uh, back, you know, I live out in the country out. South Carolina. Uh oh, no, shocker. Uh oh, I know, come on. I know it comes out. <laughs> I'm not me or. Um, and we used to have this guy that used to tell us it was the box turtle theory. 
So people that would cut grass on the side of the road with a bush hog, they see a turtle, they'd set him up on top of a fence post. But he didn't climb up there. Somebody set him up there. Somebody had to support him and put him up there on top of that fence post. He said, you're not going to get anywhere up here by yourself. That's right. Somebody gotta helped you get there. Gotta have people help you get up. There. That's a great analogy. Absolutely. Fox turtle theory. I'm definitely a turtle. That's it. I didn't get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey. hey, so, All right, we're going to have some fun right now. Okay. You up for playing with us a little I bit? I love dude? a good time, Brandon. Uh, why am I not holding the card? Because you are actually uh, participating <laughs> what? in this. Wait a minute. Is this something you got? You usually hold the cards? Is that what's going on? It's actually our, our uh, game uh, correspondent here, but okay. we'll switch it up a little oh, bit. Good. So I'm going to read your question. Here's the rules of the game. We're, we are repurposing. I'm not going to say stealing. We're repurposing uh, a lot of Jimmy Fallon stuff. So you, you watch Jimmy yeah, Fallon, yeah, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So this game is called Think Fast. Okay. You're going to take turns. I'm going to ask questions, totally random questions. But the secret that you got to answer as fast as you can with the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, man, as I get in trouble. Okay, there's yeah. no there's no <laughs> thinking here, okay? Can I hit the... We do have an edit button. We do have an edit button. Good, good. If you need to. Okay. Good. All right. Um, rock, paper, scissors. Y'all do it. Okay. Oh, wait, it's not one, two, right. three, shoot. Bam, bam. Bam, bam. bam, bam. Wait a minute. What would time out? <laughs> Isn't it one, two, three, shoot? Okay. Yeah. What is it? One, two, three, shoot. Yeah. One, yeah. Two, three, Ready? Yeah. Got him. All right. Yeah. All right. You're up first, bam, bam. <laughs> Ready? Oh. All right. First question. First thing comes to your mind as fast as you can. What's in your pocket? Keys. Back. All right. Dan? Oh, this is easy. What's the first thing you say after drinking a beer? Uh, where's the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Give me another. All right. Um, Rusty, last thing you bought on Amazon? Clothes for my daughter. Nice. Dan, why should I believe you? Because I'm not lying. Okay. All right. Rusty, what's the worst pizza topping? Pineapple. Rusty. We have to talk about that later. Dan, if you were a rapper, what would your name be? Oh, DJ Skittles. Wait a minute. Oh, oh. <laughs> I feel like you had that answer already. Oh, my that gosh. Was quick. That was for my son. It was either DJ Mongoose or DJ Skittles. DJ Skittles. Yeah, I like it. He's, he's a whole new. He's awesome. All right. Uh, Rusty, what is your secret talent? I figure what? Talent. He's stalling. Come on. Running. (laughs) (laughs) That is a well-kept secret. I'm Rusty. I'm from New York, and I run. Yeah, (laughs) a lot. (laughs) You are doing a great job keeping that secret. Okay. All right. I'm sorry we just let it out. Dan, (laughs) sing your favorite salad topping. The honey and mustard. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sorry, you're going to edit that out. Of- Rusty, why were you late for work? I'm not late for work. <laughs> Dan, what can I buy for a dollar? Oh, um, blow pop. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are doing great. Oh, my God. That's the first time we've done this. Y'all are going to DJ Skittles. Definitely going to. You know you got a new nickname. Yeah. Right. 
DJ Skittles. That's incredible. Well, that Dan, and so I want to kind of wrap this thing up with talking about you and what's next. You know, you, you walked us through your journey with Davco. Um, you obviously you've you've led a very successful organization. You've got a great team. You've yeah. got some leaders coming up through the company right now. What's next? What what have you got? And did I hear you say I, that you were at some leadership? Or you were? Um, yeah. So what was I, that? Okay. This is this is exciting. I'll I'll be short about it. You but uh, I'm working with a executive leadership coach right now, and it's been um, it's been incredible for me so far. Um, it's it's been a short journey, but we're just getting started, and he's working with me. Um, trying to um strengthen you know sharpen my sword and figure out where i need to grow as a leader and how to capitalize on my strengths and he's doing things like he uh, interviewed um 10 people in my life personal and professional and then created a report a feedback report it was all anonymous you know some areas of growth and strengths and um i just got that back this week and that was enlightening and also humbling right yeah um i didn't mean it when i when i put that part about you yeah i was trying to figure out who said what you know that was tough that was yeah that was a um he sent it to me at night and he said i'm not giving you enough time to go, to go in the weeds on this and i made the mistake of opening it at night and so i definitely went in the weeds on it but incredibly uh just eye-opening you know you it, it's just you're in the, you're living it every day and you think um you know one thing I learned quickly was perspective is so important too it's like you know because he interviewed people that I've only known for a year and then people I've known my entire life and and perspective of I could I could look at that as how I've changed in the last year even or who I was a year ago to today you know we've had a very um uh we you know, we were we were acquired last a year and a little over a year ago. Now I'm part of a nine business unit operation. You know, with partners across the country, and that's happened in the last year. And that's been a very um, pivotal move in my career. And so I'm trying to make sure I maintain the um, the small team atmosphere and the culture that I worked so hard to build. And so, um, you know, we've grown so much too over the last three years. We have, I I mean, I think sixty percent of our staff has been here less than three years, which is crazy. That's how much growth we've had. And, and, and so, um, you know, managing that. So the what's next, I guess, to answer your question, Brandon, is, is working with um, Pat, my coach, um, to continue to find where I need to grow and helping to make sure that everyone on the team has a path and a purpose and that they find their purpose and that they feel like, they're in the right place. And if they're not, we, we find that too. But right now we feel like we have an incredible team in place, the right people on the bus, and we just got to get them everybody in the right direction. So that's that's where we're at. Man, that's awesome. I'm sitting here thinking if I'm an employee at DAVCO and I just heard my leader say that I'm committed to helping every member of this team find their path and purpose. I mean, that's, that's who says that? Oh, yeah. You don't hear that anymore. And I also like uh, your coach, uh, his approach, interviewing 10 people. Yeah. I, I think that's, how do you fix you? 
Well, and yeah, yeah. But the other thing is, you've got this. You've got this perception of what you are, yeah. and what you think people see. Oh yeah, that, and then yeah, find, yeah. to find out, hey, that's not what they think. Yeah, that's a cool approach. That's a yeah. That could be humbling, but you've got to, as a leader. I mean, hats off to you for putting yourself in a position to receive that kind of feedback. And I love what you said too. Uh, I don't know if this came from Pat or if if this is just what you've gotten to through your career, but realizing that you're not the same leader to everybody. That's right. That, you know, we talk about five levels of leadership with our, our team, and, and that first level of leadership is positional, right? You're the leader because that you're the boss. Right. And But the, the pinnacle is you want to be, you want people to follow you because of what you represent. That's right. And who you are. And so, but to that person that just started 30 days ago, they don't know Dan yeah. Davis. They don't yeah. know what you represent. They don't know how you've helped others uh achieve their goals they just right. know you as the boss yeah and so your goal was to get out of that that's right position as fast as you can yeah get up next and the new people can only only form an opinion on, on what little they that's see it. or know so we're, we're larger than we were a year ago larger than we were the year before that so that auto that instantly changes the perspective people will have on on me and our leadership team or even just as the company like oh we're or at some corporation now, and like, that's they walk in day one, and they see that it's like you know, that's not that it's a bad thing to be a some corporation, but it's that you people form opinions based on just stereotypes and stigmas and things, and you want to um, you want them to see the real, the real you, the real culture, core values, purpose, family atmosphere, you know, the success will come when those things are aligned. And everyone feels like they're at the right place because we're we're at work more than we're at home. I mean, it's 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 crazy, right? So so let's make this let's do this right. Mm-hmm. Make it about the people. Yeah, let's yes, make it about the people for sure. What do you think, Bam Bam? I like it. Let's do this right. That's I, I like that. I like that approach. That's some good stuff. It is. Thank, Thank you. Me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming in and sharing. And uh, I, I'm. I consider you the pinnacle of the leadership. Um, I really do. I respect you and all that you represent, and I I love your authenticity about your care for the people. Thank you, Brandon. And I think that's where it is. And uh, if you if you don't want to be a good leader, don't care about your people. <laughs> care about your people. Care about your people. Just care, care about, about the numbers. Care about Just yourself. Care about the numbers and hitting those targets. And then yep. that's that's how you. That's what not to do. Don't spend time walking from office to office and asking them how they're doing. Don't say good morning to them. Yes. First thing before you get to work. That's right. Dan, this is great stuff. Thank you for, for sharing. Anything else you want to, that we didn't say that we didn't cover? Um, No. How has your first podcast experience been? Um, it was better than I, I ever could have imagined. A lot of people come in here and get intimidated with Bam Bam. It's, uh, it's. You know, being in the podcast is is intimidating enough, but then sometimes, I mean, this is a this is a real professional atmosphere. It's like you know, you got the microphone in your face, you got two seasoned broadcasters. Oh, seasoned broadcasters! <laughs> We're big time. As a matter of fact, we found out yesterday that we are now trending in New Zealand. What? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, so how how did that happen? I don't know. I don't know, but it's it's happening. New Zealand is, uh, give us the dirt, is a big deal in New Zealand right now. Australia, New Zealand. I am uh, honored 
to be a part of it. And to my friends in New Zealand, good job. Keep trending. <laughs> keep keep us keep us trending in the right direction. That's it. Dan, thanks so much. Thanks for having me, guys. That was awesome.